Well, uh, hello, everybody. Uh, I'm really excited uh, for, on a couple accounts. Number one, this is uh, Justice Month. You know, usually we do like Justice Week or Justice Sunday in in June every year. Um, and this year, you know, we're just we're going to expand that and have a whole month where we think and pray and talk and reflect about God's justice and what that looks like in our city, in our county, in our neighborhoods. Um, uh, so also today we'll talk a little bit later about uh, kicking off our uh, our justice offering today. Um, one of the organizations that we are supporting is called Abide Women's Health Services, and we have the great uh, gift and blessing to have the founder and executive director, Cecily Smith, with us today to uh, to preach, to share about Abide, and I'm just thrilled. Uh, so I'm getting out of the way. We're going to see a video about Abide, and then the virtual floor will be hers. Abide started off as an idea. What does it look like to have a birth center in the hood, in South Dallas, in sunny South D? And it has morphed into a, a justice organization, a maternal justice organization. I saw nationally, honestly, that black women are dying at three to four times the rate of white women. Black babies are dying at two to three times the rate of white babies. I knew that in order for us to address those issues head on, we needed Abide. Abide has opened their heart to me, um, have given me a sisterhood, family, serenity. It, it's home. Abide has influenced me greatly, and I honestly can't imagine not having Abide be part of this journey in my life. The work, the mission of Abide is focused on those who, on families who need it most, communities that are most desperate. But don't think for a second that if you come here, it's not going to help you either because it's going to make an impact on your life too and it's going to change your lenses and it's going to help you see things differently. I became involved with Abide because it supports the same vision that I have for birthing communities for black and indigenous people. I have a nonprofit organization as well, and when I met Cecily, immediately I felt a connection with Abide. Our mission spoke to one another, and to partner with Abide made sense. The impact Abide has in the community is what I strive to achieve with my organization as well. I would like to see Abide have an impact of the community and having the community trust um, their healthcare providers as well as learn and be educated from their healthcare providers and provide a safe space for them to be able to support each other and learn from each other and grow. I would love to see a birth centers in every community. I think that they are going to be a touch point for, for everyone in the community to come to. I really feel like Abide is here not just for birthing people and their babies, but for everybody, for everyone to get to come together. I would like to see a birth center where every birthing person that comes through the doors of Abide are made to feel like they belong. They are at peace, they're safe, and where they can be restored. 
I would really love for BIPOC families to be able to have a place where they can go for maternity services where they feel completely safe. If they are in a birth center environment where everyone who serves them looks like them, sounds like them, lives where they live, they are going to be the women who are going to be able to meet their needs the very best, which ultimately is going to improve their outcomes. I would like Abide's Future Birth Center to be a... Uh a communal place for the community, right? For people to come and receive assistance, to receive education, and just have a place of reprieve away from the world. You should support Abide because it is the face and the future of justice and liberation. The support and love um, Abide has for the community of South Dallas is actually unbelievable. Why would you not support an organization that protects its, its mothers, feed them, um, make sure they have what they need for their baby, for themselves? Um, I support every aspect of Abide. What we're doing as an organization is not just for today, but it's for our legacy. It's for future generations. I, I firmly believe that the seeds that we're planting today will produce beautiful, delicious, ripe, amazing fruit for our, our children and our grandchildren. What I'm seeing in Abide is taking this strange fruit of an injustice and we're ripping it, we're, we're addressing it from the root, we're ripping it out we're planting beautiful seeds that will produce an abundance that looks like justice. Join us in our act of rest. 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 Resist. 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 Restore. 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 Hello everyone. It's so good to be here this year. Um, I actually get a little teary up, teared up every time I see um, the video because um, Abide has come a very long way and um, it really is something that is just very, I, I hold tenderly in my heart. Um, so I really want to thank you so much for inviting me to speak today. And um, I know that Charles wanted me to kind of tell you a little bit more Abide, about Abide. So I'm going to do that real quick because um, I really just want to end this message with the truth of the gospel. Um, I want that to be what you, you know, walk away with um, today. But if you notice at the end of the video, um, rest, resist, restore. Those are the three words that we are really focused on as we pursue justice, as we, as we pursue liberation, true long lasting liberation. 
And um, I want to say um, thank you, uh, first off, but Sarah, thank you for leading us in meditation this morning because I felt um, I actually have to go off screen a little bit because um, I believe that's restorative. I believe taking a moment to just be still and to to hear from the Lord and um, to find that safe space, wh- whatever that may be, and ask the Lord to enter into that space um, is restorative. And uh, it was really overwhelming. I've never experienced that in a church setting before. So just thank you. Um, but that is very central to um, who we are as an organization is like, restorative care, collective care. Um, and so, wow, what a great start. Abide Women's Health Services, we are um, an organization located in South Dallas. We have what you call an easy access clinic and um, where we offer donation-based prenatal and postnatal care. Every uh, woman or birthing person that comes through our space will be partnered with a postpartum doula. Um, our goal overall goal is to reduce infant and maternal mortality, um, specifically amongst Black women, because Black women are dying um, at disproportionate rates, at astronomical rates. And so um, that's what we're doing. And so recently we just launched um, a capital campaign, and the theme of our capital campaign is Rest, Resist, Restore. Um, and our goal is to raise a million dollars so that we can open the first birth center of its kind, birth and collective care center of its kind in the southern sector of Dallas, where there there are no birth centers that center black women and indigenous people, people of color. There are none that center our lived experience. Um, and so in order for us to address those disparities, we must um, we must center our experiences and center the community that we're serving. And so um, to learn more about Abide, you can always go to abidewomen.org. I'm sure that uh, Storyline will share even more information about us, but just thank you for giving me the opportunity to share about Abide today. Um, I know Sarah, I think you tried to schedule maybe a lunch and learn with me last year. It, it was or a year before last and it was a little wonky, but just know that Lunch and Learns is something that you can do to help support Abide. Um, I, I have them set scheduled uh, weekly so we can get something together soon. Um, but enough about Abide. Uh, you know, um, I don't consider myself a preacher. So when I was reached out to, to preach today, it kind of like, okay, all right, Lord, what, what, do you, what do you want me to do? Okay, so... What I am going to do is read a lot of scripture today, okay? Because I believe that everything, God has given us his word. And uh, there's so much that we can take just from scripture. So let's start here. Um, it's justice, justice, justice month. So what, what does justice mean? Okay, so I looked it up. You know, I went to old Webster. Um, and Webster defines justice as the quality of being just, impartial, or fair. Okay. But what does it mean to be just? Well, Webster also defines just <laughs> as the acting or being in conformity 
with what is morally upright or good. So, good. That word reminds me of a certain passage where God calls everything that he created good. The creation account. So let's read it. Um, if you would, hop on over to Genesis 1 with me. And let's read the Let's read the creation account. And if you don't mind um, taking the mute button off, you can, because anytime we say good, I want everyone to say it. You know, I want to hear everyone say it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. The darkness was over the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Good. Yes. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And, And it was so. And God called the the expanse heaven, and there was evening, and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters um, that were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw that it was what? Good. 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 And God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit, in which... Um, in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yield, yielding seed according to their own kind, and trees bearing fruit, in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. 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 And there was evening, and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and seasons and for the days and years and let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. And God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on earth to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Good. Yes. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. And God said, let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens. So God created the great sea creatures and every living creature that moves with which the water swarm according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. good. And God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures and according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds and the livestock according to their kinds and everything that creeps on the ground according to its 
to its kind, even snails. Ugh. And God said that it was <laughs> good. good. <laughs> then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds and over the and of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of the earth and every tree with seed and its fruit. You shall have, you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. And God saw everything that he had made. Behold, it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Okay. So I find it very interesting that verse 26 says, Then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness huh that's interesting i believe that sparks i believe that speaks to um the diversity in his creation like the diversity that goes so far beyond what we can really even imagine here on this earth right like, when we speak of diversity, we think black, white, Latina, Latinx. Like, we think of all the different, you know, ethnic cultures and races, which is a social construct, whatever. But, you know, we think of all that stuff. But can we really comprehend the diversity of his creation? So, anyways, I think we can see that what God spoke into existence, he deemed good. That means man, all of man made in their image is good. But God doesn't stop there. Let's stroll on over to James 1, verses 16 through 18. James is my favorite book. Um, I like the NLT version. What I've been reading is the ESV, but um, in this uh, passage, I'm reading the NLT version um, because I feel like it's just very clear. I like the, the wording of it. This is a letter from James to the 12 tribes who were scattered abroad. James 1, 16 through 18 says, So don't be misled, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good... I'm saying this for emphasis, y'all. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we, out of all creation, 
became his prized possession. The that last verse, the ESV version calls us his first fruits. Does it say of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creation? So just marinate on that. So we know that whatever God created is good, right? Yeah. I would even say that our ability to be good is because of his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his perfection. And because of the fall, well, um, sin, sin creeped into the world and has tried to destroy everything that is good. Sin has done this by penetrating our hearts, you know, and we do this by dehumanizing the very people that call that God calls his prized possession, his first fruits. We've done this through the biases that we carry, whether implicit or explicit. We've done it by continually exerting our power and privilege over the very people that Christ died for. The only solution to the injustices that we see today is found in a person, the one who died for us all, Jesus, Yeshua, Jehovah, Emmanuel, Elohim. He set the perfect example. He set the perfect example of how we should treat our brother and our sister. And then he was lynched for it. So not only are we God's prized possession, Christ died for us, like all of us. What else could he possibly give, though? He died. What can he possibly give? God gave us something else that it was pretty beautiful, and it's called the fruit of the spirit, the fruits of the spirit. So here we go with the fruits again. Can we head over to Galatians 5? Let's head over to Galatians 5, verse 13. If you have it, can you say amen? Kind of going to go, oh, uh-huh, well, well, well. Go a little Southern Baptist. Amen. <laughs> Not Southern Baptist, but you know. Um, <laughs> we know the Southern Baptist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, Galatians 5. We're going to start in verse 13. It says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is filled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. 
Then he goes on to describe selfish acts that go against the spirit. And if you check them out, you'll notice that not a single one of them are good. Like, think about it. And when you, you know, when you take a minute and you go through that list, not a single one of them are actually good and edifying. They may feel good in the moment, but in the end, it's not fruitful. They can actually uh, be harmful to not only you, but to others. Okay. (sighs) Let's see here. I want us to get down to the good stuff, though. (laughs) Okay. So if you go down to verse 22. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Hold on, just real quick. I want to repeat these, okay? But the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong in Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Look, I'm sharing all of this because I believe that justice, genuine, true justice, can only be when we are abiding in Christ. When we realize that we are a hot mess without our Savior and we let go of self and embrace the very things that keep us guarded up against the fleshly desires, goodness happens. Christ gives us very specific commands. Here's one. John 13, 34 says, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Does the church, is the church the example of Christ's love for his people? Right now, when I look around, is the church showing the loudest? Not shouting, but showing what it looks like to love one another. I'm afraid it pains me to think of this answer. Will you go to John 15 with me? I'm going to read John 15. 1 through 17. This is one of my favorite passages. John 15, 1 through 17. If you have it, say amen. Amen. You got it? We got it. Okay. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. 
Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you cannot, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid out his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. When we read these passages, I think it's so clear that God loves it so much. God loves us so much. So my question to you is, as we seek justice, are we submitting to the will of the Lord? Are we bearing through the pruning process? Because it's not pretty. It doesn't feel good. But it's so that we can produce more fruit. Are we producing good fruit? Are we abiding? Take a look around at all the injustices that are prevalent in our world today. The racism, the sexism, the classism, or any other ism or phobia. The death and destruction of image bearers all around us. Innocent bloodshed from those sworn to protect us. In the healthcare system, in the criminal justice system. Women sterilized without their consent. Black women dying at disproportionate rates from childbirth. Black babies making it, not making it to their first birthday. Systemic inequalities that have produced the strange fruit of today. As believers of the Most High God, he has given us everything we need to pursue justice for the oppressed. He's given us everything. He has given us the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, 
the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. And he's given us fruit to fuel the fight until we are called home. All we have to do is abide. Uh, Cecily, thank you uh, so much. Uh, you have woven scripture together for us this morning into a beautiful tapestry that shows us God's heart for love and for justice. And I, I am struck. I'm struck by that connection. Um, again, between love and justice, it reminds me of uh, uh, the words, at least that are attributed to Coronel West, who says that that uh, justice is what lo- love looks like on the streets. And um, you showed us God's heart um, for that. I think I'm struck, too, by the way that um, we do not establish justice ourselves. We we do not strive for it in our own power. It is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. 
we we have to abide in God to see justice established. And I thank you for your word today to us. Um, it I, it's a word I needed personally. I appreciate you.